Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.
Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me tonight on Gay Mass. It is Wednesday, April 15th, 2015. Tonight, we're talking about uh, several things going on in the gay community uh, every week here on Tuesday. It's technically Wednesday this time, but anyway, Tuesday nights usually. I'm a little late tonight <clears throat> starting the show. But most people listen to the archives anyway, so no problem. If you do, if you are here and you want to list, talk to me live, you can call 214-3660. What the fuck is the number? <laughs> Hold on. I'll look it up. Um, I can never remember it. I've used the same one forever. But anyway, um, no one ever calls on the show anymore anyway. But um, I wanted to talk tonight about several things going on in the gay community, as always. By the way, if this is your first time listening to the show, you can always go to offlimitsshow.com. You can listen on iTunes. You can subscribe there if you like. You can also listen on Spreaker.com, also on Tunes, and um, also, of course, on the website, offlimitsshow.com, like I mentioned. So feel free to uh, call in if you want. Uh, the number is uh, 214-377-0481. That's the number. So feel free to call in and uh, chat with me if you want during the show tonight. <clears throat> Otherwise, sit back and listen and enjoy. Um, so there's uh, there's um, um, several things I want to talk about tonight. There's uh, th- a lot of things going on in the gay uh, community here in uh, in Texas, of course. And uh, as you know, or you should know, if you listen to my show on a consistent basis, <laughs> um, Texas has the sim- has similar laws to Indiana's laws against gay people and gay and lesbian rights. And you know, are uh, very um, precarious here in the state, this great fucked up state of Texas. Um, and, um, you know, in Texas, it's legal to fire someone based on their sexual orientation. It's also legal to deny lesbians, gays, bisexuals, and transgenders, uh, apartment housing or access to public spaces, as they call it, like parks or whatever, or restaurants, or if the business owner so chooses anyway. Um, a lot of businesses and fortune 500 companies in Texas have non-discrimination policies and several communities in Texas, like Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Fort Worth, uh, Houston, and Plano, have local ordinances that protect gay and transgender people from um, workers, from employers who discriminate. But there are several proposals currently before um, the Congress in Texas or whatever in Austin, 18 bills plus two constitutional amendments uh, that are proposed right now in Texas that would strip away a lot of these non-discrimination policies. And, and the rights that we've um, fought so hard for in this state and would take our state back essentially in time to like a Jim Crow era uh, with regards to treatment of those with different sexual orientation. Four of these uh, bills, which are backed by the Tea Party, by the way, of course, um, they undo local um, municipalities' non-discrimination ordinances that currently protect the LGBT community. Three of the bills would enact restrictions and penalties on transgender people who want to use public bathrooms or locker facilities uh, that don't match the gender identity listed on their driver's license. And six of these bills relate to restrictions on same-sex marriages, even though the state already has a constitutional amendment prohibiting that. And four of the bills would allow people, individuals, businesses, and uh, organizations you know, uh, the right to based on religious beliefs or conscientious objections, as they call it, to discriminate against LGBT individuals and families. And so as a controversial, you know, as it is uh, in Indiana, uh, you know, it would also allow businesses in the state to cite religious objections to refuse, you know, serve gay people, 
Um, it basically creates a national conversation on this issue. And people should realize that Texas currently is proposing a lot of these bills that could be equally, if not more harmful than Indiana's bills to LGBT families. And um, there's so much of this going on right now that it's just, it's, it's mind boggling and staggering how people are, are trying so hard, <laughs> trying so hard to curtail our freedoms and our rights that have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with them anyway. Um, you know, the fact that we get married or the fact that we have equal rights to see our loved ones in the hospital or the same protections under the law that any other married couple has, um, does absolutely nothing to harm anyone else. And, and that is the true test of whether a, a law you know, in terms of civil rights is, uh, going to be enacted or not generally, you know, generally it is, um, that test and that test has been discussed and, and, and debated in the Supreme court and has, they've decided that it is wrong. So ultimately it won't matter because ultimately first, first of all, these things are all biased and, uh, and, um, discriminatory in nature and they won't stand in under the federal level and scrutiny of the Supreme court. So it doesn't really matter whether people want to try to pass these bills or not, whether, whether they even get passed, which they did in Indiana and other States probably, and trying to do so here in Texas. Um, so it doesn't really matter whether, um, they, they get passed or not because ultimately we're going to win this fight. It's just a matter of time. Um, but you know, it is, you know, I think back to people who have been fighting this fight their entire lives, people whom, you know, gay men and women, uh, and transgender people who are, who are in their elderly years, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. And they've been fighting since the forties, fifties, sixties, whatever for equality or, you know, Generally, we're always gay, and, and this specifically came out in the 60s or and started fighting at that time most of the time. But whatever the case may be, they must be really fucking tired of fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting for something that should be – that is theirs innately. And um, it's an inalienable right. So I certainly know how they feel to some degree. I feel so exhausted by it as well because it's just like you're always beating your head against the goddamn wall trying to – you know, it, it make people understand, but the, the, the thing I, I think people need to remember and realize is you're not, you're not dealing with people, rational individuals. If they were rational to begin with, they certainly wouldn't be, you know, behaving and thinking the way they do. It's not rational thought. And if it were rational, we wouldn't, if they were rational. We wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. They vote based off of superstition and religion and, and beliefs and nothing factual based in, you know, on the humanitarian, uh, or the humanist level, they base their beliefs on, you know, outmoded out ways of thinking and that's it. <clears throat> and people, you know, think that, people like myself who are, you know, who, who abhor, I'll say abhor religion, um, are anti-religion to, you know, to the point where we don't think other people should be able to believe what they want. And I, I don't, agree. I don't, I think that's fine. People can believe whatever they want. They can say whatever they want, but they cannot curtail the rights of other people. They cannot take away rights from people that they were born to have, um, as a human being. I mean, these are human rights. These are civil liberties. People, all people have and that are being denied to a lot of gay people throughout the country. So this fight is certainly nowhere near over. It's certainly 
only in the beginning stages. And we're going to hear and see much more of this bullshit <laughs> as we get more rights, because the more rights we get, the more equality we, we reach within the gay community throughout the United States of America, the more backlash we're going to have and the more people are going to fight harder to try to stop it because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of us. And that's really the bottom line. Um, in Florida, um, Florida actually is banning or trying to pass a law or whatever that, uh, that bans, um, gays from adopting children uh, in that state, the Florida House Republicans passed a bill allowing adoption agencies to ban gay parents um, so that gay parents cannot adopt, you know, kids in that state, which I mean, is so, first of all, completely selfish. And because these people are doing this, as I said, for their own personal beliefs and their own, you know, um, bigotry, they're not doing it because they're trying to really quote unquote protect the children. They're doing it because they're, um, because of their own belief system, instead of allowing these kids whom most are not going to even get adopted, most kids age out of the system, unfortunately, because there are so many that are want that are not wanted, especially older children, um, that have been there for a while. And because of that, they age out of the system. So these people would rather have these children, um, whom if through no fault of their own are in foster care or, uh, you know, in the awards of the state or whatever, um, to, 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 instead of being part of a loving, safe environment where they probably will be treated like royalty, especially by gay people <laughs> whom are going to, you know, shower them with the love and affection and, 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 um, um, educate them and, and all the things you're supposed to do as a parent, the good things you're supposed to do as a parent and, and keep them safe from harm. They're not going to do anything to them, you know, and people who the problem with this is a lot of people equate homosexuality to pedophilia, which it has nothing, to, one has nothing to do with the other, you know, and I've said this before pedophiles primarily, it's like 90, 98% or something. Pedophiles are white heterosexual males. The rest are females and, and, and there are gay people who are, of course, as well. But the majority of pedophiles, or 98% of them, are white heterosexual males, men. So those are the ones they should be afraid of, not the gay men and the gay women and the transgender people. They should be afraid of the heterosexual men. Because statistically, those are the ones that are pedophiles, generally. So, it, it, you know, as I said earlier in the show... <laughs> these people, they have, they have no rational thinking ability. They don't use logic to make deductions about uh, what is right or what's wrong or statistics or anything like that. They base all of their judgment upon false um, predilections of what gay people are or aren't. And they base it on their religious beliefs, things they've been told and hearsay and, and, and folklore and, and urban myths about gay people. And that is why they would rather these kids age out of the system and be sent on their way with $200 or whatever, when they get out of the orphanage or whatever they call it these days, the, the home, um, and just left on their own. Cause they have literally no one, they have no family, no, no friends, no one. And they have to go find a job and, and make a life for themselves and with nothing instead of having that same kid, 
um, be adopted by a gay couple, such as myself and my husband or something, who let's say is five years old or 10 years old, and he or she is, uh, instead of aging out of the system and left to their own devices when they age out at 21, he or she is allowed to um, grow up in our home where we love him or her and we take care of him or her and we protect him or her and we educate him or her and we teach him or her morality and, and the, the right values and those sorts of things about loving people, caring about people and, and um, using your life uh, in a meaningful way and, and uh, respect and, and, and manners and all the things that I think you know, kids should know. Um, and grow up into a productive human being and productive member of society and go to college and maybe become president someday or, or I don't know, whatever. They want to be a famous actor, actress, or singer, or um, astrophysicist, or whatever. I mean, there's so many things that that kid could accomplish. And this reminds me also of something I saw over the weekend. My husband and I went to see... Um, uh, the horse, not the horse whisperer, the horse, the longest ride, <laughs> the longest ride. And I really wasn't that into it. I mean, I think, um, Eastwood, the, his son that's in the movie is really hot and everything, but I wasn't really into seeing the movie. It wasn't that much of an interest to me, but, but Michael thought I'd want to see it. So he did about tickets. And so we went to see it and it was actually really, really good movie. But anyway, part of the movie is a flashback to this other couple it kind of parallels the two main characters lives now. Um, whom uh, they couldn't have kids. And so they had this boy whom was living with his parents or his, his half brother and his wife, his half brother's wife. And they were raising him because his parents didn't want him. <clears throat> and so they did, they kind of neglected him. They didn't feed him. He was always staying up and being made to work and stuff like that. So he's falling asleep in class. And so the, the, um, wife of the other characters in the past, she, she took an interest in him and she wanted to adopt him and she taught him how she taught him manners. She, he was really rough around the edges at first. He was eating with his hands for God's sakes. And she taught him manners and she taught him about art and, and, uh, science and history and, um, all the, in culture, she cultured him and taught him how to be a cultured human being, which is an important lesson. I think if you're fortunate enough to get it. And, um, he, it changed him. And so when she was forced to take him back and even though he's spending all his, his time with them and staying over there all the time to his brother, half brother and his half sister or in-law, um, he did not want to go back of course, and they didn't want to, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow them to adopt him, even though they didn't really care about him. And so she told him the last thing she told him was, you can be anything you want to be. You're smart, you're intelligent, you're this or that, whatever. And she told him that she cared about him and that to remember that she would always, you know, that he could be whatever he wanted. And so flash forward till after her death and, and his wife comes to see her husband after he, or his wife died and, um, tells him she's his, his wife, his widow, because he had just died from aneurysm and he had become a, um, astrophysicist professor at like Harvard or something and was extremely intelligent and well-versed and he'd always remembered the things they'd done for him. And so my point in telling you that story is, is even though it's a movie, it is, it does illustrate the point I'm trying to make, which is that that same child that would have been left to his own devices in that same home and never had the influence of a better uh, um, reality, a more loving and, and caring uh, environment, one that's nurturing to him you know, emotionally and also mentally, um, is 
the difference between him becoming an astrophysicist and a, a professor at Harvard and him having been a mechanic in um, the small town he lived in and making you know $20,000 a year and having a wife with 10 kids or whatever. So <laughs> I'm saying that, that these people would rather have that kid become – have that, that life – of a mechanic and, and, um, which is nothing wrong with being a mechanic. I'm just using it as an example, making $20,000 a year versus a professor who makes $150,000 a year or something or whatever, make, you know, with writing books and stuff and has the respect of the world. So, um, I think one life is definitely better than the other. And so that's the difference between having a kid grow up with a gay family and having a kid grow up by him or herself. And um, just keeping them away from gay families is wrong. It's wrong. It's harming the child. It's harming him, his or her, um, his or her future. And it isn't really taking into account what's best for the child. It's only taking into account what the selfish individuals want for society, what they think is right instead of what really is right, truly right. Um, but that, you know, I do want to adopt a kid too. And we don't, we actually still want to do that. So, um, we're going to do it regardless, but, um, I think that it's, uh, it's ridiculous and, and they should be ashamed of themselves. All right. So, um, that's the political stuff going on in Texas and Florida right now in uh, the country. Um, one of the big things in the news right now is Madonna and Drake, they had, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you probably have, uh, they were at Coachella together and Madonna was performing human nature. One of my favorite songs, by the way, which used to be my, <laughs> used to be my theme song when I first started this show for the first two years or so, um, human nature. And, uh, she was performing it and he was sitting in a chair on the stage and she surprised him and she went over there and kissed him, like really kissed him, like deep kissed him. And, when he came up, he was, he was like into it at first. He was holding her head and he was into it. And then all of a sudden when he came up, he, she came up from him. He like wiped his mouth. Like he was disgusted. And, um, he, so everybody thought, Ooh, he didn't like Madonna's kiss and thought it was gross or whatever. And then of course, Twitter sphere and Facebook and everything went crazy because of it. When reality is that, um, he said what happened was that he had actually, she had worn some kind of disgusting lipstick and the, and she had a grill on, you know, at the time. And I think when she, you know, or she was singing or talking or whatever, they said that the lipstick somehow got scraped off on her grill. And so when she kissed him, he, he ingested some of the lipstick and you know, the, cl the clumpy lipstick or whatever. And so that's why he said he was doing that. He said he was not disgusted by her kiss. He said it was sort of gnarly lipstick that revolted him. So just wanted to say that, but I thought it was really cool. But also on watch what happens live tonight, Andy Cohen, <laughs> uh, had Bethany Frankel on there and they're good friends. And she said, well, I heard that actually he, um, those two had already been dating for two weeks before the show. And, and he like covered his face like she wasn't supposed to say that or whatever. But anyway, so it may have just been a whole publicity stunt regardless. But um, um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with with an older woman and a younger man any more than an older man and a younger woman. It is completely a double standard and people look at it as if it's disgusting or something or wrong with it when it's nothing – there's no difference between you know the reverse of the situation. So that's ridiculous. Um so that's Madonna. Uh, then there is a man. I don't know if you guys have read this. He has a nine pound penis, nine pound penis. It's like nine inches long. And I think they said it was like, um, I don't know, like a foot around or something crazy. Um, and there's a picture of it actually. If you go on to, um, I can't remember what, what site it was on. 
but I posted it on the off limits show page on Facebook, but you can see it on there, I think. Uh, but he, he had injections to make his penis larger and he had so many silicone injections, injections into his penis. First of all, that is like fucking painful as hell. Can you imagine having a, a, a fucking needle stuck into your penis at all? Ow, that's going to fucking hurt. Um, but he did. And he had it in He had silicone put into his penis so he could make it thicker and longer or something. And uh, it's so big now that when he's sitting down, it looks like he has like a, a loaf of bread in his pants. It's disgusting. And uh, he said he can't have sex anymore because he's gay. He can't have sex anymore because he can't get it into anybody's you know ass and or mouth or anything else. And uh, he said there's other things he can do with it, but he can't do anything anymore. I mean, it's just ridiculous. First of all, why would you go through this? such a? You know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, if, unless he had like a two inch penis or something, why even bother doing enlargement surgery at all? Um, but even still, why would you get so much that your penis was unusable? So I don't know if it's going to like shrink down. Or if it's going to, you know, come back to a point where it's reasonably small enough so he can actually have sex, or or what the deal is. But regardless, he's uh, um, out of commission for a while. But it was really gross. He was a guy from uh, the UK. And then there's um, a hilarious. <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious. Now, first of all, I don't know if you guys know who Amy Schumer is. I love her. I've been watching her show for like three years now on. Um, on uh, Comedy Central. It's called Inside Amy Schumer. She's a comedian and she's really funny. She's this blonde uh, chick and uh, she cracks me up. Anyway, she was uh, <laughs> making fun or poking fun at the um, uh, the stupid booty videos, all the booty videos we have these days, you know, like um, all about that bass and and bootylicious or whatever, all the videos, how, how you know, Anaconda, you know, stuff like that and how, and making fun of how ridiculous they are. Anyway. So she, if you want to see it, I think I posted it on the off limits show, Facebook page on the page, not on the, not on my personal page, but the Facebook page. Um, you can go there and you can, um, see it, but I wanted to, uh, play it for you because it's so fucking hilarious. It just, even the words are hilarious, but it's like catchy as hell. Uh, so let me see if I can find it and I'll play it for you because the song is just hilarious and I love it. What the hell's going on with my computer? There it is. All right. So let me, let me open it up real quick and I'll play it for you. I want to take a quick break and come back and we'll talk about the rest of the things on my agenda for tonight. Um, let's see here. First, let me close this cause it's not, I'm not even using it. I'm actually thinking about getting a new computer. I've had my same Mac pro for, well, 2006, I think I bought it. No, 2009, 2009 which is six years, which is kind of old for computer, but Macs really stay, you know, ahead of the curve for a long time. But anyway, um, I'm thinking about upgrading to a new Mac pro, uh, which is about $4,000 for the one I want. So, um, I don't know. I'll probably do it soon, but I'm thinking about it. But by the way, are you a Mac person or are you a PC person? Let me know on Twitter. Anyway, um, let me see if I can find this and play it for you. Here we go. Here it is right here. Okay, so I'm going to play this for you, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about some more. Be right back after this. Milk, milk, lemonade. Milk, milk, lemonade. Milk, milk, lemonade. Round the corner, fudge is made. Milk, milk, lemonade. Milk, milk, lemonade. Milk, milk, lemonade. Round the corner, fudge is made. Big 
So that's Amy Schumer. Her show, by the way, is on Comedy Central. Comes back on Tuesday, April twenty first at nine thirty Central. If you've never seen her show, she is fucking hilarious, as ex- exhibited by that video that you heard. Yeah, as I said, you can see it on my my uh, off limits show uh, um, <clears throat> my off limits show Facebook page. If you want to see the link on there, let's scroll down. You'll find it and watch it. It's really funny. Um, by the way, Amber Rose and Method Man make a cameo in that as well. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, check her out. She's hilarious. I love her. Um, two more things before I go. Or three more things. Gracie and Frankie is a new uh, show coming out on uh, Netflix. It's a series with Lily Tomlin and with Jane Fonda, you know, both from 9 to 5, of course. And uh, they're playing like 70-year-old women who find out that their husbands are in love with one another and leave them for them. It's about their lives together. It looks really hilarious. So check that out when it comes out as well. Reddit has a uh, an entire page of penis pics by random guys. Um, and it's in response to uh, Snowden talking about the fact that he, that the, you know, government can see all your penis pics and they can watch to see all your, you know, private information. And so to stick it, so to speak to the government, these people on Reddit are going on and they are posting all these photographs of their penises and, um, hard penises, erect penises. And actually there's a lot of really nice ones on there, by the way. Um, so you can go to Reddit and look for it and, uh, you'll find it, but there's like tons and tons of them, this page after page, I mean, probably like 40, 50 pages of penises on there, but it's pretty interesting. The last thing I want to talk about before I go is Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, announced Sunday that she's going to be running for president of the United States. And this was no surprise to most of us. I mean, everyone knows she was going to, to, uh, announce that she, you know, she wants to be president someday. Um, and you know, speaking as a gay person, um, I, I'm not really sure how I feel about Hillary Clinton as a, as a president. I, I like her enough. I'm just not like, you know, fanatically behind her like I was Obama or 
or I would be for Elizabeth Warren, if, if Elizabeth Warren ran for president, whom, if you don't know who she is, you can find out. But anyway, she's awesome. And she said she really is a true mouthpiece for most people in this country and a protector of um, the civil the rights of people financially, especially in this country and trying to close the wealth gap between the wealthy and the poor and the middle class in this country and also wage uh, equality and education uh, reform as well as student um, student loan reform. And she's just fucking awesome. I love Elizabeth Warren. Um, but anyway, she's not running for president. <laughs> Hillary really is. And so, uh, you know, we've got 19, 18, 19 months before the actual election takes place. And so we've got, you know, almost two years before we have to see what's actually going to occur and who's going to win and blah, blah, blah. But I think she's, Obviously, I would prefer her over any Republican candidate. I don't know who who else would actually be, um, you know, a competition for her. Which they made fun of, by the way, on SNL this weekend. <laughs> you know, she really doesn't have any competition, and she's almost a shoe in to win as long as she doesn't fuck it up or somebody doesn't come come up with something else that she's done or some dark secret or whatever. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I don't know of the people that I know that are running so far. Yes. I want Hillary Clinton to win and she is a pro gay rights advocate, which is good. I wouldn't say she's staunchly staunchly pro gay or like, she's like a huge pro gay advocate in terms of, um, like, you know, she took her a long time to kind of come around and admit it that she was, um, but you could say the same about Obama, I guess. Um, but she, she is, I think on our side for the most part. So hopefully she will win, um, in terms of what kind of president she would be. I don't know, but to say she's not qualified is ridiculous. She's obviously incredibly qualified. She was secretary of state. She was first lady, of course, you know, for twice. And she's been in politics forever. So she has a law degree and she's, she's a Rhodes scholar. I mean, she's fucking intelligent as hell. So, I mean, the woman is obviously qualified. That's not a question. My only question is, I don't really know what her platform is. And on her website, if you go to her website, which is hillaryclinton.com or Hillary, 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 I can't remember what it's called, but if you go to her website, you'll see that, um, she doesn't really have her platform form listed. Most of the time candidates have their platform list, you know, the issues and what they think about each issue, like gay rights or, um, wall, you know, wall street reform or, or I don't know, education or domestic policy, foreign policy, whatever. And they say, you know, short little blurbs or, or sometimes long ones about what they believe. And she doesn't really have that on there. And so, um, I don't really know what she stands for. I, I know from her past run, what she stands for to some degree, but of course that could have changed just like her stance on gay rights has. Um, so I'm not sure, but obviously I am a pro Hillary Clinton supporter, but I'm not quite ready to put a sticker on my bumper yet. <laughs> so until I know, where she, where she stands and everything, I'm gonna you know be optimistically or cautiously optimistic about um, her. But hopefully, if she is who I think she is, and she is gonna say do what she says she's going to do, hopefully she will win. Because for God's sakes, who the fuck else are we gonna have? Mark Rubio, T Ted Cruz, these fucking Republican morons. I mean, the people she's running against are all fucking clowns anyway. So it's not like it's a really a tough choice for educated person, but this is the United States of America we're talking about. And most people here are fucking morons. Once you vote in people like George Bush Jr. or, you know, or people who would vote for Sarah Palin 
or Mark Rubio, or Ted Cruz, or Rick Perry, or any of these morons, okay? I mean, there are people out there who would vote for them because they vote against their own best interests. They vote based on social policies, which really have nothing to do with them. So hopefully we will see that people will actually come out and um, support Hillary Hillary in her, uh, her run. I know that I do as far as I can, and uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell, and we'll see what happens. So... That's all for tonight's Gay Mass Show. I'll be back next Tuesday. Oh, by the way, I am going to interview a couple people the next couple weeks probably. One's an author uh, who's from Dallas and she wrote a book, a gay and lesbian related book. I'm going to review that and discuss it with her in a couple weeks. And then also I'm still waiting to hear back from um, – well, actually I did hear back from – from the people from the amazing race. Um, and he's supposed to give me a date that he can do the interview. So that should happen as well soon. So when they do, I'll let you know, but be sure to listen in and uh, check out the archives. If you've never listened to the show before, there's a lot of shows on there. And, uh, I think we're actually approaching, I don't know, 500 shows or thousand shows. I don't know. We've done a lot of shows. So, um, thanks for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday. You have a great night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 